Blog Talk Radio. Time with Pastor Steph. But 
we need to prove ourselves to God. Study to show yourself approved. You know, that's just one of the ways we can, you know, give our life to the Lord and prove ourselves. You know, so much is given, much is required. Once God gives us information, we are required to give back to God and to show and evangelize and disciple, you know, what he's given us. And are we really completing that task? All right. All right. Well, that was the word for Monday. Well, let's talk about a Tuesday church folk day rolled around. And we talked about the man in Minnesota who stabbed his wife to death during the family Bible study. Now, can you imagine planning the family Bible study? That's what she did. And uh, they say that, you know, during the Bible study, he reached over and uh, said a little something to her. And she reached back over and she said a little something to him. And before you know it, he started stabbing her right in front of everybody. You know, is this what church folk do? We can't even hold it until after Bible study. We can't even hold our anger, our disappointment, our situation until after the Bible study. You know, maybe something would have been said during the Bible study time. And, uh, you know, it would have maybe calmed him down. Maybe it would have rerouted his thoughts. I don't know. I don't know. But it's a consideration. Well, wow, Wednesday rolled around. And uh, our girl Vivian gave us her socially conscious segment. And we talked about the teacher who was caught watching the fight between the children instead of breaking up the fight. Yeah, pulled all the chairs to the side and asked the kids if they knew about that slap boxing thing. And, um, hmm, you know, they say it was the the young uh, African-American boys who were the ones who they really saw who were allowed to do these things, and they were wondering if, uh, hmm, are you trying to eliminate some people? Well, you never know. You never know, because any time a teacher's going to sit back and watch instead of be, you know, proactive. You know, she's going to be reactive, and this is how she reacts to the situation. We in trouble. We in trouble. You know, our children are just a, a dying breed. You know, regardless of whether it's the teachers who are doing this or it, our neighbors doing it, one another, each other doing it. Yeah, it just seems to be an ongoing issue. Well, um, Thursday. Oh, therapeutic Thursday. Won't look the same after we talked about the nurse who died trying to perform the liposuction on herself. Now, don't forget, one of the first stages of surgery is our anesthesia. Yeah, yeah, that blew us all away as she tried to 
administer anesthesia to herself, and it just didn't go right. Oh, my, 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 my. Yep, 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 yep. Well, Friday was a freestyle Friday. And uh, the men had their say on Friday. So I'm just going to send you back to uh, chat with them on your own. Yeah, just listen in on what what the men had to say. Yeah, you know, we had a a thought-provoking conversation. And Brother Al says, Pastor Steph, we got to have more of this conversation because there's more to be said. So uh, go back and listen. Go back and listen to the entire week. Yeah. We need to make sure we go back and listen so that we can get the best of the week's uh, conversation. It was a powerful week. It was a powerful week. Well, last night, were you there for the Word Prayer Project? Oh, my goodness gracious. Give up your best. To the master. Now, if any one of you were listening last week, you would have remembered when that came out of my mouth and I told Kenny, come on, Kenny, write that down. That's going to be our prayer topic for this week. So I kept my word. And, uh, you know, that's what we prayed about. And it was one powerful, powerful, powerful prayer time. The the prayer request, I always tell you the prayer request, come through very, very, very heavily, you know, heavy, heavy, and it was really good. It was really, really good, and I'm giving God thanks that we had an opportunity to get our prayer time in. All right? All righty. Wow. Today is Shaking the Monday morning blues already. And we got a nice little day. Yeah, we have some some uh, nice stuff prepared. And, you know, we're going to kind of turn the tables a little bit today. We're going to shift some things. And, uh, yeah, we're going to have one of our two-time crew members. Come on and, and, and have a special conversation with us. So, you know, you're in for a treat today. We got our due time crew up in a short, very short moment. So uh, let's make sure we go get that healthy breakfast. Make sure we tell somebody that it's due time with Pastor Steph is on. And whatever you do, don't go anywhere because we will be right back. According to a recent survey by the American Optometric Association, more than half of Americans and four out of five children use electronic devices for three or more hours per day. And those statistics will only increase. March is Save Your Vision Month, and the American Optometric Association wants you to see well into the future. It's more important than ever to make sure your family members receive yearly comprehensive eye exams from your local eye doctor. Protect your eye health in the 21st century. Visit AOA.org to learn more.
morning, good morning, and good morning again. Welcome back to It's Due Time with Pastor Steph. And we are shaking the Monday morning blues. Yeah, 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 I know it's not March anymore. We just came into April, so don't don't be holding stuff against me. Don't be holding stuff against me. Trying to get my brand new month together. So busy. Things are so busy. Haven't had a chance to kind of update, you know. So you just needed that reminder anyway. All righty. All righty. Well, giving God thanks that he has brought us safely through another weekend. And we are here together one more again. And um, let's get our conversation started. Well, I got to tell you, if there were anything that God made, I'm still trying to figure out how uh, this item, baking soda, where did it come from? Where did baking soda come from? Had to be given by God because I tell you, baking soda has so many different properties, so many different things that it just does, that it's an amazing item, and I came across this last week, and I was like, I'm saving this till Monday, because I definitely need to talk about all the benefits of baking soda, and Amongst many, 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 many uses, I wanted to touch on, you know, I give you your health tip, so I wanted to discuss how baking soda helps with our health. Well, microwave cleaning, yeah, the microwave can accumulate a lot of you know, food, grime, and all that kind of germs. And they say that the microwave is one of the dirtiest areas, excuse me, in the kitchen. And they say, however, we can easily clean it with baking soda. So they say just pour some baking soda on a damp cloth and use it to scrub the oven's interior removing any residue and leaving it clean and fresh smelling, okay? They say it not only cleans the surface, but it also deodorizes the microwave, mm-hmm. okay? So they say no longer do we have to look at the microwave dirty. Uh, just get a little baking soda and make it happen. Okay, they say uh, baking soda is a natural way to get rid of ants. Yeah, they say that all you have to do is mix an equal part of baking soda and salt and sprinkle the mixture in the area where you see the ants coming into your house or your kitchen. And it acts as a deterrent. Okay. 
you know, and they're reminding us that not only is it cost effective, but it's also an eco-friendly um, re- remedy as there's no harmful chemicals, you know, so you ain't got to, you know, do the spray thing, okay? Everybody has salt in their house. All right, they say ease insect bites, insect bites, okay? They say, you know, bug bites can be itchy, uncomfortable. They say don't uh, use the bug spray, but you can use the baking soda. So they say mix the baking soda and water to create a paste. And apply it to the effective area to expedite the healing process. Yeah, they say mosquito bites are one of the best ways. Um, the uh, what do you call that thing? The uh, the baking soda can help with the insect bites. Okay. All right, brush your teeth. And freshen your breath. So if you're looking for a quick fix for bad breath, they said add a teaspoon of baking soda to a glass of water. Swish it in your mouth before spitting it out. And it's a simple and natural solution to freshen up your breath. They say it can be used as a natural toothpaste. And they say that, you know, experts um, recommend it only occasionally due to the abrasive properties, okay? So they say that you can use uh, this baking soda as a homemade toothpaste every few weeks, okay? And it will give your teeth... A clean and polished look. Alrighty. Alrighty. Okay, it can keep your hairbrush clean. Wow. Never knew that one. They say that baking soda can get rid of the residue buildup in your brush, your hairbrush, or your comb. And it can breathe new life into your brush. And make it look as good as brand new. They say if you want to remove the oils and other buildup on your comb or brush, immerse it in a water and baking soda, excuse me, baking soda solution. Combine one teaspoon of baking soda with one cup of water. Soak the brush, rinse it, and then allow it to dry. Okay. Wow. Okay, mop your floor, mop your floor, so they're saying that you can mix a half cup of baking soda with warm water to create a safe and effective cleaning solution, they say that it's especially beneficial because it's less toxic than our store-bought cleaners, and it, you know, it helps to avoid, you know, the risk of, you know, those, you know, those chemicals floating around the house, 
Okay. Wow. Unclog your sink. They say that, you know, our sinks get clogged up. They say instead of using those harsh chemicals like Drano, you can use a half cup of baking soda, one cup of vinegar, and some hot water. Mix the ingredients and pour the solution into the clog drain. Wait a short time and the clog will dissolve. Yeah. They say it works with sinks and bathtubs. Alrighty. Mmm. Alright, this is important. Getting rid of foggy headlights. They say if your car's headlights become foggy or yellowed, just use a soft microfiber cloth to clean the headlights and just take some soapy solution, mixing it with a teaspoon or two of baking soda and vinegar and get to cleaning them headlights. All righty. How else can it be beneficial to our health? Keep fruits and vegetables clean. Okay. So they say, you know, our fruits and vegetables are laden with dirt and grime. So washing them is essential. And, you know, using plain water, which we know, plain water is definitely not enough. So they say mix a quarter cup of baking soda in... um, so, you know, in your, like a bowl or something, and wash your fruits and vegetables gently. Yeah. Wow. They say you can get your pears, your apples, tomatoes, and other fruit and vegetable. Really good. Clean it up. Clean it up. What else? I want to, I mean, I'm, I'm looking at, So many different properties that, you know, this can help with. All right, they say get rid of your toilet odors. Yep. They say take a cup of baking soda, pour it in the toilet, and leave it there for an hour before before flushing. And it cleans the toilet and gets rid of all of the unpleasant odors. Alrighty, so those are just um, some of the things that we can do for our health that we can get rid of some things, fix some things, clean up some things with baking soda. And baking soda goes a long, long way. Alrighty, alrighty. So you know, I I keep saying God made baking soda and vinegar. God made baking soda and vinegar. Because if there are two things that you can use for everything, it is baking soda and vinegar. If you look up natural um, health, um, not health, natural remedies. For like different, you know, things that you are going through health-wise, 
instead of buying medicine, certain medicines and things like that, vinegar and baking soda are always on the list. Always. Scott had to have made vinegar and baking soda. That that I, I honestly believe that. All right. So let's get to talking because we really don't have a whole lot of time this morning with our due time crew. So I was looking at this this um this news article from last week and it talks about there's this new dating trend they claim and they're saying it's cooler than ghosting. Now you know, teach his own. So they say that a new breakup tactic, you know, since we talk about relationships on Mondays, a new breakup tactic is worse than ghosting, they say, and it's like a cold turkey type of breakup, and it's called fizzling. Now, they are, they're saying that this fizzling is different. Now, when I read I don't see anything that should be worse than ghosting. Because remember, we spoke about ghosting before. So to me, I don't see the difference. But they say, you know, I don't know everything. They say that it's when a person slowly, that's why they call it fizzler, they slowly start backing up from communicating with you. So they say it's becoming increasingly common on dating apps. You ain't got a business on no dating app, but that's just Stephanie. That's just Stephanie. And they say 90% of surveyed daters wish to avoid being fizzled according to hinge. Now if you look at T V, you know, you would see the little hinge. I think that's the one where there's the white little cloth or cloud looking thing. It's like an H or has an H on it. Yeah, this is some dating app that they have out now. And they're saying that it's a shady tech uh, technique for breaking up with people. So they say if a data isn't feeling the connection, a text message letting them know is the modern day requirement. So they're saying that this hinges love and connection expert said that slowly phasing someone out without offering an explanation can trigger feelings of unworthiness, confusion, and self-doubt. And they're saying, if you're not feeling a connection, remember there's another human being on the other side of that screen, and they deserve closure. And, you know, they're reminding people that, you know, you should care about, you know, the other person that, You know, avoidance is selfishness. And to remember that you're responsible 
for other people's feelings. Okay? Yeah, I agree. I don't disagree. Um, uh, I don't, you know, I don't know. This, this, this whole dating app thing, I think you just walk into issues with this dating app thing anyway. You know, first of all, you don't know who you're talking to. You know, they could be selling you a whole lot of dreams. And I personally think that if you're going to go the dating app direction, that let them fizzle away. See, this is why we ain't got no business on it. Because if you're worrying about somebody fizzling, as they're calling it, on a dating app, to me, that's where it should be done. You know, you you shouldn't be committing to anyone anyway on no dating app. I know, you know, the more you talk, the more you get connected to people. It's almost like a phone call, you know. And, you know, people are saying all kinds of things. and But you don't know. You don't know if this is real. You don't know if they're real. You don't know who you're talking to. You don't know if you're talking to a woman. You don't know if you're talking to a man. So if you're a woman and you're trying to talk to a man, you don't really know if it's a man on the other end. And if you're a man and you want to talk to a woman, you don't know if it's a woman on the other end. And speaking of that, we have this transgender man. So he's a man who has transgendered over to a uh, shut up shut up I just got a text but listen you walk right into what the next article is so you they now here's the interesting part they're saying a single woman has revealed that she doesn't tell men she's transgender right away because people are too judgmental and she likes to wait until she's sure that she wants to take things further. Well, a dear Danielle, who's 22, is really a man. Yeah. Born a male. So, Shanti, you just walk straight up into that. That's why I, I use that, you know, as a segue, you know, into, you know, from our conversation. You know, you don't know who it is. On the other side, well, here there's in person, there's a man um, who's out here dating and going out and meeting people, and now he has transgendered, um, and I mean all the way to having the surgery, so took the hormone therapy underwent the the gender-affirming surgery. So he's gone the whole way. Um, He's Canadian. He had, well, he has over 138,000 followers on Instagram. And again, he's saying she, he, however you say this, often chooses not to disclose the fact that she's transgender to men because she says she receives a lot of backlash. She said people tell her that she's lying 
or deceiving people. And she said when she's divulged this information early that, you know, everything goes sour and people start acting strange. And she was tired of that. So now she waits. She waits to see if she, now here we go. This is you making a decision for everybody. You know, she's waiting until she feels she wants to go to the next level. And then she'll disclose, you know, whether um, that the fact that, you know, initially she was a man. And she says online that guys comment that you're lying to men. And she says that, you know, she's lying if she presents herself as a woman, according to them. And she said because they're saying that basically she's a man. But because she has transgendered over to being a female, she doesn't agree that she's a man. And she said, you know, that back in when she was a little boy, she, you know, used to dress in her mom's clothes, play with her sister's toys, and her family ultimately knew that she was different. She said her mother accepted it immediately, but the father didn't accept it so quickly. But now, now, he's the biggest supporter that she has. And she said that she really had a lot of, she got a lot of her followers after she talked about how she went and got the Brazilian butt lift surgery. And she said that it was very painful and she felt like she was being burned alive. Wow. That she's undergoing this gender-affirming surgery. She says that although it wasn't success, it wasn't easy. On the first night, they had to put gauze in between the stitches. And the next day, they couldn't take them out as there was a lot of bleeding. And it ended up being a very painful surgery. I had clots, blood clots, where I couldn't pee anymore. So they had to leave it in. And she said it was very intense. And um, she had had issues with the function of her new vagina, which has been corrected. But it caused her to struggle emotionally. It was a really sad and difficult time. Because I went from having something in between my legs that I hated and I wouldn't even touch. And it disconnect I disconnected with that part of my body. And uh, this is when I started transitioning. One of my biggest fears was the judgment that I would get walking into the community and I don't want to be stigmatized. And after 
she claimed out, she came out as being transgender. She said she lost 50,000 followers on social media. And it hurt, but, you know, she stayed focused and, you know, now she's okay. So, you know, I, I'm just trying to figure out, if men really knew what women went through naturally, you wouldn't want to be no woman. Because see, you getting all the, all the good things about being a woman. You know, if we, you really went through the things that women go through. Now, my thing is, listen to this part about, you know, being um, uh, uh, unable. The new vagina didn't work properly. And he couldn't pee. And I'm like, yo, this stuff is serious. And my question is, is all of this worth it? Let me tell you something. I didn't had 14 surgeries. This stuff, I wouldn't voluntarily go under a knife for anything. I just wouldn't. I wouldn't. Now, I mean, my body, you know, I don't say that my body, I don't feel that my body is telling me that I'm a different gender and things like that. But like I said, you know, if if, if men really knew what women went through and what it felt like, you know, with, with the menstrual cycle and your breasts and, you know, all kinds of things that we go through, the, the, the uh, hormone imbalance and, you know, um, you know, women cramping and, um, you know, your your emotions all over the place and, yo, you really want to go through that stuff? No, 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 the real stuff that women go through, you'd want to stay away from this gender. You'd want to really stay away from this gender. But again, you know, I don't know how it feels to, you know, these people say that, you know, they are, you know, men, boys feel like, you know, they like girl things. And that's what he was saying. You know, dressed up in the mother's clothes, plays with the sister's dolls. And there are girls who feel, you know, more masculine than feminine. So I, I don't feel those things. I've never felt those things. I can't tell nobody how to feel. I don't know what it's like. You know, I can't tell you that you don't feel these things. So who am I? You know, so it, it's got to be a difficult, really a difficult issue. You know, um, well, I'm going to talk to my girl, Tamika. We're going to talk about this thing for a little bit. We don't have a lot of time to talk this morning. So let me say good morning. Good morning, Tamika. Monday, Monday morning. It feels like forever. Ever since I said that, good morning. Yeah, yeah, we haven't heard that here recently. We haven't heard that recently. How are you this morning? I am fine. How are you this morning? I am well, thank you. Glad to hear you're doing well. So, you know, we've, we've talked about the dating trend, um, you know, when people were ghosting. And now they're saying that, you know, this new fizzling, you know, um, is the new dating trend. 
and they have these hinge dating app experts who are on talking about, you know, that fizzling is much worse than ghosting. Now, I guess to each his own, you know, but my thing is, when you're talking about this online dating, isn't that, or shouldn't that be one of the perks of online dating is that you know you don't have to worry about what happens in person and if a person starts to fizzle shouldn't that be like a good thing that it's happening online i don't know maybe it's me i can't i'll be honest i can't really speak to that because that was me in real life <laughs> you know like i i wasn't really we're not getting married, you know, we're, we're just dating, you know, we're getting to know each other. And so sometimes I would call, sometimes I wouldn't, you know, and this was just, you know, in, in getting to know people because it's like, you know, I, we're not, we're not promised when we first get to meet each other, you know, so, you know, I'll, I'll be, you know, I'll get in contact with you and then you might not hear me, hear from me for weeks, you know, and, and, it wasn't that I was trying to be mean. I just, you know, why why is it that serious and why is it that important, you know? And and unfortunately, you know, uh, it didn't. You know, I, I I didn't find that online dating was beneficial for me because um, some people were just too serious. You know, it, it, you, you know, you you just too. Um, how do you say it? Kind of clingy. Like I, I just met you, you know, and so oh, you know, I got to call you every day. Why, why, you know? And so, unfortunately, I I can't validate um, that area because I, I you know, I, I found some nice friends, you know, people that I could chat with every now and then. But that was kind of the the bulk of what what happened with me in that instance. Well, you have validated it. You have to be able to validate it. That was your experience. So it is validated. You know, you, you, you went on it, like you said, you know, for this purpose. And, you know, you just found that for you, you know, it was a way of getting to know people, a way of not committing to having to talk to someone all the time. You know, if it was at your leisure, you know, and again, that is validating it. It's validated for you in that manner, and someone validates it as something where, you know, somewhere where I can go on and I can meet people and I can get serious as quickly as, you know, as I do. You know, some people, like you said, are very clingish. And, you know, does that, is that a good thing? When you're on a dating app and a lot of people just go on the dating app to meet and be able to connect at will, not to connect, you know, with this promise, like you said, of instantaneous, um, uh, um, I don't want to say connection, but ongoing, you know, where we're going to be dating, dating on the app, and that's for them. That's the validation for them, you know, and it's, that. that's what, <clears throat> excuse me, that's what I was saying to you. For me, you know, if you're going on a dating app, yes, I might be going on 
to meet someone, but that's the whole point of not meeting a person or someone else in person because I could choose to do something like that, but now I got to worry about breaking up with you or, you know, if I don't want to, you know, be connected with you all the time, we just chill when we get on. You know, when I get on and I feel like talking, like you said, I'll hit you up, you know, um, and when I don't want to, or if I simply don't have time, it doesn't even have to be. Isn't that kind of like where you go, um, Tamika? You know, if I have time and if time allows, then I jump on. Isn't that like the thought? I, I think that's honestly how you weed out people that you want to communicate right. with. You know, right. because if, if you know, I had a situation with, you know, someone who, um, he chatted me up, and, you know, I, I was like, oh, okay, nice to meet you. And then I went about my business. I think it might have been a week, a week and a half, you know, and he was like, well, I've been trying to get in contact with you. Wait a minute. Why are you so – I mean, wow. all we said was hello, a nice greeting, that type of thing. And so at that point, I can make a choice. Hey, <laughs> yeah, I, I won't communicate with you because, you know – and, and, you know, now they have a name for that. That is, if you ask me, it was just weeding out the, you know, right. grow, the, 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 the tears and the wheat grow together and <laughs> getting rid right. of it. Uh-uh, no, you, you, you're weeding it out. You know, now that they have a, they're always coming up with a big name for something that was already there a long time ago. Just, right, that's right. too much. <laughs> that, and that's what I thought when I read this article. I'm like, well, most times, that's what people, that's the point of doing the online dating. So like you said, you know, you can kind of pick and choose, you know, okay, you know, I, I see your profile, you know, I see your introduction, I see the thing that you put out there that you want to say, you know, this is to describe who you are and what you want and the things you're looking for. And, you know, at the surface, you seem to be okay. But as I begin to chat with you, you know, I don't find that, you know, the quote-unquote conversation is something that I'm enjoying or that I'm interested in. And there should be no hard feelings, right? No, this is just not for me. You know, and, and like you said, this is a way of kind of sifting through all of the people that are out there and making a decision as to whether you want to continue this conversation or not. So my thing is, exactly. I agree with you. Why are we calling it fizzling? Oh, remember that there's a real person on the other side? Well, we know we're not talking to robots, so... Yes, we know that there are other people on the other side. But see, this is why I say why God's people have no business in this, Tamika, because it's just too much. You know, and this is the whole point of doing online dating. And now I should feel bad because I don't, you know, I don't want to chat anymore. What in the world is going on? I don't get it. Now you're making I me feel, feel bad. Because of that, what'd you say? I feel also, now, we're talking about a site now. I, I, I'm not familiar with Hinge. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm off the market, so there's a lot of stuff that I don't know. I remember, 
you know, back in the day when there was sites that you utilized, you chatted. You chatted. For me, I chatted a long time before I gave you my phone number. You know, and so this is another right, reason right, why we right. need to be real careful. Right. You know, so right. I'm chatting with you, and you chatting, and, and uh, again, you know, you haven't spoken to me for a week. You can't get in contact with me any other way but chat because I now have control. When I give you my phone number, now I got to block you. I got to, you know, I got to right. take you off right. of Facebook. I got to. Why are we opening up all these avenues? Continue to stay on the right. chat. You know, so that you can, you can, you have the power now to say, I don't want you right. to call me. I don't want you to right. come by my house. All of this information is stuff that we should say, Mm-mm. you know what? Let me stay on this app, get to know you. Let's chat for a long period of time because I need to understand when you start saying stuff or doing stuff or chatting me three and four times a day, you know, at, at you know, two and three o'clock in the morning. It, 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 these are things that you, red flag, woo doo woo doo Right. Now, all of, all of right. those signs are, are ways to let you know. Mm-mm. And so if you want, whatever you want to call it, it's my way of safeguarding myself as a team. Absolutely. Absolutely. Let, let's hear what Shantice has got to say about this, Tamika, and see if she, you know, agrees with some of the things you're saying. Good morning, Shantice. How are you? Okay. You, we can't really hear you. You're breaking up really badly. We want to hear everything how is, you got to say. How is this? Oh, this is better. Thank you. This is better. So what are you saying about this this fizzling thing? You know, it, it's it's almost like they're trying to make you feel bad for being on these dating apps and now as you're fading off from communicating with people, you know, you shouldn't do that. You know, you should remember that there are people, real people on the other end. What's your thought on this? Womp, womp. I don't want to talk to half the people I see in person. <laughs> okay, but all, all of this, I agree, it's, it's way too much. It's way too much. And that is the point of it being online. It's the same way as just you being on social media, social media, social media, on a regular basis, you don't check your DMs. Well, normal people don't check their DMs every <laughs> day, all day, to see if someone messaged them back, or you know, unless you're doing business, you know. And even then, there's you know time slotted for when you follow up with clients, potential clients, so on and so forth. And then after a while, if this is really business, it moves from social media a lot of times to maybe email you know, or something like that for the more professional conversing, so on and so forth. But just to be taught, like, who, why do you have to, you know, you need to analyze your life when you just have time to keep checking a site to see if somebody hits you back. That means you're not living a productive enough life. Hint, hint. Absolutely. And if you're a Christian, you're supposed to be living a productive enough life so you should not have time to be checking your stuff like that. Because if you really don't have time, that means that you feel how you're pulling away from what you need to be doing or you're trying to do both at once and it becomes tiring after a while. So if you comfortably have time to keep checking, you're not, you need to start analyzing your days and, and your life. It's, it's like, why are you trying to implement rules 
why are you trying to put feelings into a dating site? Like, this see, all just like, there are no feelings on the dating site. Well, clearly there are. Because remember now, they took a survey. They took a survey, and the survey revealed these things, so they say. And let me let me tell you what the let me tell you what the interesting part of this whole hinge thing, ladies, because hinge, when they advertise, they advertise hinge as one site where you are able to separate quickly. You know, you're not married to this thing. If you look at a hinge, because I've seen the commercials, and this hinge commercial is is about, well, you know what? You're supposed to find somebody so quickly on this on this dating app that you should be able to be on and off in no time. So, okay, so then that means that, First of all, y'all are saying that you're not going to find somebody that quickly because if so, if you do find someone and you're conversing with them, you are now married to the fact that you need to be, you know, so connected to these people so quickly that if the person starts to fizzle, quote, unquote, away from you, you should now feel some kind of way. And, again, this is the world that's telling you this is how it should go. This is why Christians ain't got no business on these kind of things, because now, instead of you getting on here, like both of you ladies have said, it should be a comforting thing to be able to go on at will, and if I have a life, <laughs> like you both have said, I don't have time to be right. sitting here babysitting how you, you know, are on all the time, and, and I always thought that was the benefit of texting. You know, mm-hmm. I text to say, you know, hey, how are you? And I understand that you may not get back to me right away. That's why I didn't call you. I don't know, Tamika, is that mm-hmm. what you're thinking? Absolutely. Uh, that's just too much, you know. <laughs> like, we already married and I'm just getting on the site. No, that's that's way too much and it's way too fast, you know. Um, and it's not just. I'm starting to see it's not just New York, it's just everything. Everything is a speeding train. Why do we have to rush? You know, this is the problem with um, relationships a lot of times. We speed through things, and then all of a sudden, oh, I didn't see that. Oh, I didn't see that. You weren't looking. You know, and and this site, you know, if, if, if that's what it's doing, it's literally leading you into a speeding train. You know, and I I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't utilize something like that. Not unless you've got some real you know, <laughs> you got to be real keen on, on something like that. Now, I, you know, I don't have a tool. You know, I don't. Uh, Shantice, we're talking about the whole point of texting, even texting. You know, isn't that supposed to be something that happens at your leisure? You're not married to your phone. So, therefore, you know, I'm reaching out to you. And when you get a chance to get back to me, you get it, you know, you, you, you reach out and get back to me. No, no, they messed that up when they put red <laughs> that 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 it shows that the person in red gets text and all that. They they've been they they've been introducing these feelings to this technology for a long time. Okay, now I I made sure 
when I switched to, to iPhone, one of the first things I did was make sure I took that off. You will not see when I read your text because just like on Facebook, just like on Instagram, when you read people's messages, it says seen. Now people time in how, how long it's been since you seen or read their message versus how long it took. Now people waiting to see the dot, 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 see if you texting back. Well, it's just like, yo, this, this, yeah, this is how you wean out all the schizophrenic and psychopathic. <laughs> Because who, why are you clocking me like this? Like, the only time, and even when you're mad, like, you really have to laugh to yourself. It was like, people who, like, in relationships, and when they argue and fight, I was just getting ready to go Yes. And it's like, oh, I know you better. I know you saw what I put. And now that on, like, iPhones and WhatsApp, you can reply to that specific message. Stop acting like you ain't see what I two minutes ago, but you're going to reply to other message I sent one minute ago. No, I'm highlighting this and I'm sending it back. I want you to reply here and all that. But especially if I'm just meeting you, this is just way too much pressure. No. <laughs> there are a lot. See, this is where you get all the, all the crazy people, all the controlling people, all the women beaters, all the, the men beaters, all of this all these people sit on these sites, and some don't. They just in person, regular. But this is where they they hide behind. And if you're paying attention, you will be able to see this real quick. And not only will you stop, but you will disable your account on these sites because th- this is what you are going to attract, especially if you entertain it even once. It just ain't worth you know, it. I was gonna bring that up, Tamika. You know where I've heard when girls say, "Yeah, you know, I left him on scene." You know, it's like a a, a revenge type mm-hmm. of thing. You know, mm-hmm. to to let him know, you know what, I'm leaving you right there. I saw what you said, but you know what, I'm just ignoring you. And um, you know, it, what did you th- what do you think about when you hear stuff like that? I just <laughs> people and relationships and, and, and these situations sometimes can get too much. You know, um she texted him this good morning, you know, she texts him every morning, good morning and blah 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 and you know, you know we know how men sometimes can get not picking at men, sometimes they're not focusing. You know, they're doing something. He has a job. <laughs> Give him a little credit. Okay, you texted him this morning, he didn't text you back. Within 15 minutes, oh, well, he always texts you back in 15 minutes. Well, for all you know, he had a problem with his car. His car stalled. He's focusing on that right now. You know, and now she's mad, and then she texts him all day long. So he's, again, working. He doesn't have time to keep going back and forth, you know. And so now, because, oh, I texted you at such and such, you didn't respond. Then I texted you again at such and such. This just, you know, it, it can get really, really crazy, you know. And so I... I this text thing, I, I don't like it. You know, I I really don't, you know, um, because it's gotten worse. You know, and technology makes it easy for you to be a detective, you know, or even be nosy. You know? There's so many different things that you can find out. And a lot of times, if you search for something, you'll find it. Whether it's, whether it's credible or not, you'll find it. And it can cause all kinds of havoc. You know, even something as simple as 
a misfit. You know, these phones now, um, I have had text messages, you know, that I didn't get or I didn't realize that they came until hours later, you know, and so that can cause an issue, right? You know, he texted her, she didn't respond. These people that have these time frames that, you know, because there are people that mentally have time frames in their mind. If they don't answer me back in a half an hour, I'm mad. You know, and you don't know what happened on the other end, on the receiving end. All you know is I didn't get a response. Absolutely, absolutely. So, you know, ladies and gentlemen, you know, this this thing here, I'll, I'll say it in my closing, but, you know, just, just, God's people, stay away from this stuff. It is really making a mess of, of our lives. Ladies, thank you so much. Thank you so much for that conversation. I so appreciate you this morning. And we'll pray. We pray you have a blessed day. Thank you. We might have some time to come back. We'll see. We'll see. Have a blessed one. Thank you. Shantice, we'll talk to you later. Thank you. Thank you. Well. Thank, you. Okay. thank you. All righty. Well, this morning we're going to do something just a little different. You know, we've had a couple of praying for my husband's. We had praying for my husband's mind. We had praying for my husband's uh, finances. And this morning we're taking a little shift, taking a little shift. And we're going to have our buddy, Pastor Jeff on, who's going to talk about praying for my wife's blank. Good morning, Pastor Jeff. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I am glad to hear. I'm doing well, thank you. I'm doing well, thank you. You know, we took a little shift this week, and we're going to do something a little different. We're going to hear from the men. We're going to hear from the men. And, you know, I gave them a list as well, and Pastor Jeff was the first one to, you know, take the the nibble, and now, you know, I saw a couple of other men who are actually going to come on and, you know, help us talk about the ladies and, and why we need to pray for our ladies and what they think and how they feel. And, Pastor Jeff, you chose praying for my wife's needs. Needs. Praying for my wife's needs. Now, we've gotten to know Lady Nicole a little bit. She was part of our Women of Worship, and we really enjoyed her while we had her on. But why did you pick that particular topic out of all topics? What made what drew you to that one? Well, I just felt like that is one of the main uh, things that we as husbands <laughs> – should seek out. That's our job to, you know, to fulfill, you know, the needs, the need part. So, you know, praying for needs. I, you know, not that I'm saying that women are needy, <laughs> but we all are needy. But now I just feel like that's my job to, you know, cover her needs. You know, you know, outside of what God's job is, you know. Under God, I'm supposed to make sure that her needs are taken care of. All right, all right. Now, I, I think I heard on your marriage, your marriage Monday, that 
you are going to be married close to 20 years, correct? Correct. May 15th. Wow, wow, wow. Oh, and you called the date. You go, Pastor Jeff. You go. Oh, my goodness. Because a whole lot of frying pans are being thrown when a husband can't remember the anniversary date. So thank God that after 20 years, you are actually remembering May 15th. Amen. Can't forget that date. Can't forget that date. There's a lot of drama involved. (laughs) (laughs) Amen. Amen. So, you know, you know how I do, Pastor Jeff. You know, I always go and get a couple of points here and there so we can kind of zero in on some of, you know, what, you know, we say as women, we say our needs are. And, you know, we're going to chat about this a little bit. Well, one of the things that come up on the list is attention. There's a need for her attention. How do you handle her need for attention? Why do you think she has a need for attention? Because, well, you know I'm always going to go biblical with it because I believe the Bible and I believe the Word of God. And Paul, you know, talks about, you know, we care for the things of this world, you know, to care to 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 really fulfill your 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 wife's need, right? And I just believe that, you know, a woman was made for the man. So then, her whole psyche is going to be wrapped up in that man giving her, you know, the attention that she needs. The, you know, giving her the time because, you know, she. According to the word of God, she's, you know, when they're married, she's, she's not fulfilled without him, you know, giving her a direction, giving her a division, you know, putting in the time to show her. I just believe that that was Adam's problem. You know, you, you let your wife out there talking to a snake, you know, <laughs> and, and you, you know. God gave you the directive, and you were supposed to make sure you, you know, you gave it to her, and you stayed there, and you know, and and, and made sure she she didn't do what she did, you know. So, I, I we just that's our, you know, that's our job. A woman needs that because everything she has is wrapped up in what God gives that man, and if he if like we got to spend time in prayer with the Lord then you have to spend time with your wife because she needs to hear from you like we need to hear from God. All right. Now, you know, let's let's talk about a woman's um lifestyle. She's a mom. Let's talk about Lady Nicole. She's a mom. She's now working full time. She's taking care of the home. She's taking care of, of you, the husband. She's, you know, doing the her community needs she's tending to other you know others outside of the marriage you know how could she possibly lose herself and now have that need 
for attention because she's constantly pouring and pouring and pouring. And, you know, we're talking to his wife, uh, Pastor Jeff, I think when you men speak, it is so profound because, you know, you have heard me say, we're, and I, I just checked, I was, I was talking last night, we are in more countries. Our, our country, God has expanded our territory. And a lot of the countries that we are in, women are seen as property. Women are seen as people who just need to be barefoot and pregnant. Women are seen, you know, where they don't have a voice, Pastor Jeff. And here in America, you know, there's some different way of thinking. And, again, she's barefoot and pregnant, you know, in the house, in the kitchen. She's running errands. She's doing laundry. She's folding clothes. She's checking the kids' homework. She's, you know, cooking dinner. All of these things that go on in her life, why is it, you know, speak to the men. Why is it so important that after she's pouring herself out here, she now needs the attention from her husband? This is a need here. This ain't no desire, Pastor Jeff. Help men understand why you need to pay attention to her need of attention. Well, that's like with anything. If we know when you pour out, then it leaves a, a, a void, it leaves an empty space. And if something wrong pours into that space, we can get jacked up. So if she's going around doing all of this pouring out and the man's not pouring back into her, you understand, with the attention, with with the, you know, everything that God has given him, then you're leaving her open, and then somebody else or something else can be pouring into her. If the, if the TV's pouring into her, what, 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 was it, what is it giving her? Is it giving her wisdom? Is it giving her vision? Is it giving her direction? You understand? So we as men, we can't allow, you know, that to happen. She dissipate herself and we not build her back up. You understand? Because if she keep dissipating, keep dissipating, you know, that's what causes sickness if if, if, if if you're not building it back up. You know, that's just like, you know, if we lifting weights, if you just lift weights, lift weights, lift weights, every day, all day, and never give your muscles time to rest and rejuvenate, you know, you're, you're, you're doing the opposite of what you're really trying to accomplish. And that's the same thing with your wife. You're going to end up losing her to something if you don't pour back in, if she's pouring out all the time. All right, all right. There's some other things on here on this list, Pastor Jeff, that's really, really interesting. You know, you mentioned the protection. You know, you're praying for her needs. Well, one of her needs is protection. Now, this protection thing, you kind of touched on it, it can go as broad or as narrow as, you know, according to the individual. So you, as you've seen Lady Nicole grow um, over the years, as you've seen her shift over the years, when you first got married, she had no kids. You know, now... She's she's a protector in her own way over the children. In her own way, she has to protect you 
in her own way. She has to protect her home. How do you now feed that need of protection as her husband? Well, first of all, the way a woman is made up, okay, she she wants to feel secure, security. She wants to know that she's covered, right? And that's a need. That's a need that a woman has, whether she, you know, accepts that or not. She recognized that she's the weaker vessel in the flesh. She's not as strong as that man and all of that. But even as the man as as following God, he needs to protect her from the principalities and powers, you know, that exist, as well as human stuff. So that that all of that is is is, is our, our job, and and a woman needs that because that it's in her. She wants she don't want to feel scared. She want to feel like she got to jump in front of that man to protect him. She want to know that you know she's covered. She want to know that he got her. You know, security-wise, that's just like even in the animal kingdom, the e- the, the, the eagle, you know, she, she, she'll drop a, before she chooses a mate, she'll take a stick and drop it, out, you know, like, like as if her chickens, her, her, her little birdies are falling out the nest, and that, 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 that male eagle has to swoop down and be able to pick it up before it hits the ground. You know, it, it, it's just she's wired that way. You know, she needs that, and, and yes, she's a mother hen protecting her children and all that, but do she really want to walk around feeling like she got to protect her man? You know, she want to feel like he can protect her. He's got her covered. He can protect the whole family. You know, that's why when I see these, these, these little punk men walking around, you know, I, it bothers me, you know, and they call themselves, you know, taking wives and, and got families, and, you know, you're scared of your own shadow. You you won't even step up to the plate. You won't even survive. <laughs> you know, give us a way, you know, an, an example of what protecting your wife's, you know, your need, the need of protection looks like. What's an example for those who don't know, Pastor Jeff? Well, I mean... My wife, she's, she views the world differently than me, okay? I'm raised up in the streets of New York, and I'm always on yellow alert because I know how dangerous it was me coming up, you know, in New York, right? And she's, you know, she's from California, even though she, she comes from San Francisco, but she seemed like she was kind of sheltered. She don't see even the dangers out there. She don't see the games people play, the scams, you know, you know, all, all the stuff. You know, as a man, you know, I, I got to sit back. You know, she, she even sit, like, sending money online to join in different groups and stuff. You know, you know, I have her to run it past me because I can, you know, I can, I can spot a scam. I got to protect her from that. I, I got to, you know, or, you know, somebody just taking advantage. You know, even family members sometimes, you know, they, 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 they might feel we got a little something. And they, you know, they'll go through her to try to, you know, get something because they feel like they can manipulate her. I need to protect her from the manipulation. People using her. You understand? Is it the list is long? You know, and you know how as a husband, I have to have some discernment, God-given discernment that 
she might not have to cover. Make sure she's safe out there. Make sure nobody takes advantage of her. I like that. I like that. I like that, uh, Pastor Jeff. You you brought up some good stuff. You brought us uh, nice um, examples of of just protecting her and covering her. You know, just by nature of who the two of you were. You know, as you're growing up, you see how the hood is. You see how the world is, and I, I really like the examples that you gave. On this list, Pastor Jeff, there's also an item that says she needs honesty and openness. That's one of the needs or two of the needs that she has. What do you say for those those things, honesty? Her husband needs to provide honesty. Well, uh, that was on your list. <laughs> I'm not messing with you. <laughs> um, <laughs> nah, uh, first of all, a real relationship is going to be honest. and But I do sometimes feel like she don't need to know everything if I'm covering okay. that. And I don't know if that means being dishonest because I know there was a, a, a situation you know, like, you know, I'm in a big court battle, and there's certain things I didn't want to, I don't want to put on her to have mm-hmm. her worrying and stressed out. So I bear the load, so I don't tell, you know, th- having told her everything, you know, that came down the pike, because I don't feel like it's her job to shoulder that weight. Mm-hmm. If she can't do anything about it. Then I, you know, I feel like, you know, some people might say that, well, that's dishonest. No, she don't need to know everything, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm, to, mm-hmm. to cover, you know, if I'm covering her, because she don't need that weight. She don't, she don't need I, that. I remember I was, I was in a situation years ago, and, you know, my secretary knew of the brunt of it, and she was about to inform the wife, and I was like, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. You know, and I, I was able to come out of that and get out of that situation and then told her and, you know, and I knew that if she would have knew it would have broke her, then it would have broke me, you know, knowing that she's broken and I wouldn't have been able to kind of fight out of that situation. You understand what I'm saying? Absolutely. So, Absolutely, Pastor Jeff. You know, I always say I get beat up a lot because, you know, I, I've been accused of siding with the men, and this is one of the areas where they accuse me of siding with the men. I happen to agree. You don't need to know everything. We don't. It, it, the honesty and openness has its place. Has its place. If you're being dishonest to hide because you're doing something wrong then that's one thing. But when, you know, you have to shield her. You know, we started off talking about protecting her. Well, sometimes that's part of the protection. And you, again, as a godly man, God is going to give you that discernment as to when to open up about certain things or when you go ahead and handle that and you come back later and say, you know, here we are, 
you know, babe, this is what happened, and, you know, I got, I took care of it. And then her response is, well, you know what, I'm glad to hear, thanks, you know, okay, that's behind us now. You you know, and women go digging past the Jeff a whole lot of times. And, you know, one of, I think Tamika brought it up this morning, you know, yeah, you going to dig till you find something you ain't got no, you going to really regret knowing about. And I think, you know, you started off with, you know, I live the Bible, and that's part of the covering. You know, we, we I get beat up about this all the time. No, you don't need to know everything. You know what, please, take some of that off of me and go handle that thing, and then you come back later and tell me how it worked out, and that you and God did work this thing out, and thank you very much. I appreciate you. So, you know, there there is, you know, um, you know the way God will you know, guide you to, to to take care of things and to be open and honest about it. And sometimes being open and honest means you come in at the fifth hour and say, okay, baby, this is how it, you know, this is what happened. Because if she can't handle it, then what, like you said, what is that going to do for her? Now you got her walking around worried all the time. Oh, I'm worried about this situation. I'm worried about that situation where, you know, you can you know, you, you could have handled this with the load being a whole lot lighter for you to go into this thing. So I, I happen to agree. I happen to agree. As long as it's the way God has directed you to handle, you know, the situation. So I, I'm, I'm on your side. I'm on your side. All right. One of the other things that's on this list is covering her needs with Affection and romance. Now, I want to talk about this. I, I do want to talk about this because it's important that, you know, we had a conversation on this on this uh, broadcast one time, Pastor Jeff, and I'm going to give you the scenario. You and Lady Nicole got in, and, oh, Lord, I hope you answer properly. Oh, I'm going to regret this, Pastor Jeff. <laughs> you go the opposite way on me. There was, you know, she was, you had gotten into a heated discussion. And we know the Bible says that, you know, you're not supposed to withhold, you know, either one of you. You're not supposed to withhold, you know, unless it's it's discussed and unless it's for a specific time so that the enemy does not find his way in and make a mess of this thing, which we know he can. Well, we talked about the fact that what happens when, you know, you've gotten to some heated issue and, you know, now you you want, you have a desire. You want to reach over, you want to get what you, you know, have a, you know, a desire for. And she's saying, you know, just give me a little bit. Just give me a little bit. Let me just come down off of this thing a little bit. I'm not holding back from you, but I just need a little bit of time. And then later on, I got you. How do you cover her need at that time? Do you press your way and you're like, listen, I need right now. Yeah, the Bible says <laughs> you're not supposed to hold back. And she said, I got you. I promise you I got you. Just give me a little bit of time. You know, wake me up at 3 a.m. <laughs> and by that time, you know, I, I, we can do what we need to do. 
how do you how do you cover her need that she has at the time? There's an emotional and mental, you know, uh, uh, calming that she needs to go through so that she can love you romantically the proper way, opposed to just laying there like a lump on a log, letting you do what you need to do and and satisfying you. We're talking about praying for her needs right now. How do you put her need first? I know where you live, Pastor Jeff. I'm coming for you if you if your answer is properly. <laughs> <laughs> how, how, how do I deal with that? I, I mean, I, that goes on all the time. So, oh. you know, it's like you have to discipline yourself and 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 knowing that, okay, you know, I need her to be in the right frame of mind. I need her to want me. So then I need to give her the time she needs, like she says, as long as she keeps her word. I mean, that's a no-brainer. I just have to discipline myself and you know, I've gotten to the point where, okay, well, this is what it is. Yeah, I've been married twenty years. You know, so you know, I'm not it's not gonna make me run out and start looking at something else and you know, and go crazy. I just say, Okay, shift my mind. Something else until until I can get her to comply, you know. Okay. That's how I handle it. Okay, okay, thank you, and I'm going to give you a big fat hug the next time we see one another. Give you a hug, give you a hug, because I'm telling you, I was going to come after you if you didn't answer this properly. <laughs> but you know why? I, 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 God needs you to answer, and I thank you for that. I really do. I thank you for helping men to understand that there needs to be a discipline when it comes to this, but since we're talking about her needs right now, I need you to go into why it's important that you give her that space. If I'm praying for her needs, then this here is a part of that. Why is it so important that other men understand that we need to cover her need? Again, you go back to that protection, Pastor Jeff. Why do we, as men, need to cover her at this excuse me at this time? Her need is to just get a mental and emotional and a physical calm before she actually presents herself to to you. Why is this uh, 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 important to pay attention to her needs? Because of the, the, you know, the intricacy of her makeup. <laughs> A woman is very complex. And Paul even told us to deal with a woman according to knowledge. Okay, so you, we got we to, gotta, you know, educate ourselves on, on the woman and then know that we can't really know everything that's going on so that we have to do what we have to do because we don't know where her head is at at all times. You know, so we don't want to bring her, force her to do things at the wrong time. She could be really going through one of her emotional uh, seasons or, or, or flashes. You know, and, you you know, you don't want to catch that at the wrong time. You know, you don't want to force that, you know. 
I mean, I don't. I'm I'm the type of guy. I don't know about some of these weirdos out there, but you know, like I said, I need a I need a woman I need a woman to want me and desire me. Mm, you know, I like that. So come after me, so to speak, more. So I, I don't, you know, I don't I don't want to force it because it won't work for me if I got to force it. Mm. You know? I, I don't wow. have problems. <laughs> I like that. You know what? I like that, Pastor Jeff. I like that. I really do. I really do. I like that. I don't know about any other woman that might be listening, but I like that. I like that. You, I like that. You, you, you got nine stars from me today, Pastor Jeff. You trying? You trying to get us on the right path? Okay, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. You, we, we clicking today. I really like that. I, re, that was really, really important. I like that. Thank you so much. I appreciate you even more these days. Pastor Jeff, there's a need for um, value and appreciation. What does that say to you? She says, I have a need to be valued and appreciated. Why is that important for you to pray for? Well, the thing is, she's go- I know she's going to lean to what, to to where to what validates her, okay? Whatever validates her makes her feel like she counts, like she matters, like she's important. That's where she's gonna go, and that's where a lot of men, you know, they they'll lose their woman because they'll value the job more or the business more or the hustle more or another per- person more, you know, than they value their wife and. The more value you put on her, the more she's going to rise to that value. You know, they, the Bible talks about the Proverbs 31 woman, you know, and the man sits there proud because she's doing all this, this, and this, even involved in real estate, you know. He's proud, <laughs> but that's because he cultivated her to that. He showed her her value. He showed her, you know, you know, because you got to understand, the man's a seed giver, and the woman is a multiplier. She receives what you give, and she multiplies it. So if you don't put value on her, then you lose, you lose value because she, she's going to multiply whatever value you, you give her. And like I said, you know, it's an innate need for her to be valued. So she's going to, you know, run to whoever's giving her that affirmation or whatever's giving her that affirmation. And then you, she'll get lost in that. You understand? If the only value she feels, say, is her her business, if she has a business, then the business becomes her husband. You understand? And you'll lose your wife to that business. So, no, you got to make sure she she feels important. Make sure. Validate her. Affirm her. You understand? You know, I, I believe in that. And then you got to right. remember, a lot, a lot of the ladies, they grow up, in households with, with, with no fathers validating them or fathers and stepfathers and all that doing the wrong thing and making them feel worthless or making them even feel worse than worthless because of their foul stuff. So, you know, you got to keep keep that going, you know. And, and if you want your marriage to flourish, you want your wife to flourish, people always giving my wife, you know, credit. Oh, she's such a terrific woman. She's 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 this, she's that, she's that. How'd you find her? And they don't even realize 
that what you see is a result of what I've been pouring in through the Amen. years. Amen. Wow. Okay. All right now. Go ahead, Pastor Jeff. Go ahead. Take that credit. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. All right, Pastor Jeff. She has the need of a spiritual leader. Mm. How do you pray for that one? Well, listen, I take that very seriously. Um, I know my my position and my role. You know, God gives me the vision for for the family, you know, and I'm supposed to impart that vision to the woman. And the one and a lot and the woman takes that vision and helps it to multiply and and come to fruition. So, you know, I you know, I know and a lot of marriages ain't like that because men don't know their roles. But I know God made Adam first. You understand? And then he made he made Adam for for himself, so to speak, and then he made the woman for Adam, and then they work together, you know, in unity, and so I, I need to keep my, my ear to God's mouth. I need to, to hear from him, otherwise the whole thing doesn't flow correctly, and my wife won't operate correctly if I don't give it to her correctly. If I'm giving her misinformation, if I'm giving her misdirection, all of that's going to get multiplied. And people wonder why these marriages are, are, are in such disarray because it's like, man, you, you're not getting it from the source right. And it's your job, you know, to cover her, to lead that family spiritually and, and, and all of that. A lot of these men are letting the women take the children to church and, 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 and by themselves and this, that, and the other. And they just going on and acting like, and then they call it themselves, Real fathers and real husbands, but they're not. You know, you're only real when you are allowing God to lead you, hearing from God and imparting that to the wife, and and, and you know who imparts that to the children, so to speak. You know, it's, it, it works that way, like electricity through a wire, goes in one direction. Right. All right. From all right, we have this last. I'm sorry, say that again, Pastor Jeff? No, I said electricity comes from the source and it goes in one direction. All righty, all righty. Good stuff, good stuff. All right, we have one last um, item here. And you're praying for her needs. um, And we're talking about love. That love, that love that her husband is supposed to show her. The love, that need for love that her children should show her. What are we, what are we talking about here? Why is that important? Why do you think that that need for love is important? Well, that is probably the most important thing when it comes to a woman. You know, a man doesn't really need the love. He needs the respect more than he needs the love, okay? But the woman needs that love. The Bible even talks about 
man, love your wives as Christ loved the church. And that runs deep because a lot of men don't realize the, 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 the depth and the breadth and the height of that, okay? God so loved the world that he died for the world, okay? And so we are literally supposed to, you know, die for the, for, for, for the wife. And, we, we, you know, we ain't talking about the physical death, but, we, you know, we got to realize that we got to die to self and, you know, to, in order to love her correctly, you know, we have to put a lot of our stuff aside, you know, to make sure that she's covered, you know, to make sure that, you know, her, 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 you know, her needs are met. We, we, we had that love just all the way through. And trust me, if I didn't have genuine love for my wife, we wouldn't have made it 20 years because... So much stuff came with her emotions, me not understanding her. See, love will will surmount misunderstanding, meaning like sometimes you, you seek to understand, but you can't because, like I said, a woman is very intricate, very detailed, you know, there's a lot going on. So love will make you just like, all right, well, I don't understand it, but I'm going to put that, I'm going to let that, I got to let that go. This is my woman, you know. And I love her, and, and you know, right? I gotta, 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 you know, I, I you know, I'll ne- might not never understand that, you know, <laughs> might not never, you know, get a get a, a intelligent grasp on that. But when you have that love, it, you know, it'll just let you persevere even through times like that. You know, I, I, you know, I had an incident where my wife just was crying, crying for no reason. I, I didn't see nothing wrong. And they wouldn't tell me what was wrong. And, and you know, and I, I was getting frustrated. But because I loved her, you know, I'm like, okay, listen. I don't know if she's crazy or not. You know, but my <laughs> wife, right? <laughs> oh, my goodness, Pastor Jeff. <laughs> and, and then later on when I found out what she was crying about, it really was nothing. <laughs> you know, and it was just like, okay, well, you know, that's one of them times. You just love her. Got to love her through whatever she feels is so important. Oh, goodness. Oh, my goodness. You know, Pastor Jeff, I, I have to say, you know, a lot of times when you are a mother and a wife and you're ministering and you're working and, you know, sometimes you can't actually articulate you know, where those tears are coming from or why you're crying. And, you know, even after the time has gone by and you think about it yourself, and you know, well, why was I crying like that? It's, it's not something that you can actually put into words. And so, you know, it wasn't nothing. <laughs> I, I, I don't even have to have that conversation. But, again, you know, it's it's not, you know, tears you know, I know a lot of times people say, you know, we're looking, men look to solve problems. And, you know, sometimes, you know, it's not the solving, but like you said, the love. I just need you to love me through this. You ain't got to understand what's going on. Because right now I can't tell you what's going on. But just love me. Just love me. So, you know, you, you did the right thing. You know, it wasn't nothing. You know, even when she 
gave you, it wasn't nothing, whatever it was, it, again, you said it a little while ago, it was just the timing of that thing, you know, where and had she cried on that Monday, it would have been two tears, but because it's Thursday and there's some other stuff kind of working itself around, you know, her, and again, the powers and principalities that are actually operating all around her, it's magnified. You know, and now she's got 150 tears because today is just a different day. And and I may not see all that's going on. All I know is that I feel it, and I may not even be able to put it, you know, and out there in words and explain it and break it down for you to understand. But loving her was the key, just loving her through whatever. Pastor Jeff, you've been absolutely wonderful today. I have to tell you, you done made up for some things. I got, I got to tell you, Pastor Jeff, I got to tell you, you made up for some from some other things you just said that I may want to come through the phone and slit your throat. But you've done a fantastic job today. Thank you so much. Why don't you tell everybody, today is Monday, by the way, and you have your Marriage Mondays ministry on Facebook Live. So we've got a couple of minutes. Just tell them about that um, so they can kind of tune in if they want to. Well, I mean, every Monday my wife and I try to give whatever wisdom that God has given us, <laughs> you know, and help other marriages and help folks that are trying to get married or want to be married. So we get on, a, you know, Every Monday at eight o'clock Eastern Time, you know, and we just we, people write in questions, they DM uh, DM us with questions, you know. We we counsel folks, we 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 do virtual counseling a lot, and we just you know I just the Lord put it on our heart to fight for marriages, to fight to get folks married because I believe that's the very substratum of even the church. A strong church is built upon strong marriages, you know, and everything hinges on that. And that's why the devil is out there trying to twist marriage and change change the definition of marriage and everything else because he knows if he can destroy that, he can destroy everything, okay? So Amen. That's what we do. Amen. Amen, Pastor Jeff. So you can catch them at Pastor. The P well P S T R J O Burns. You can catch it on Nicole Burns uh, on her Facebook page. And as a matter of fact, Pastor Jeff, tag me um, this evening so that whoever sees you know um, comes 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 through my timeline, my post, they can actually tag on. I join them. You know, when I can, and they are hilarious. The two of them are hilarious. I really enjoy the Marriage Mondays. Thank you so much again, Pastor Jeff, and we pray right, you have you. a blessed day. You too. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Ooh, what a what an inch interesting and productive and wonderful conversation with our Pastor Jeff this morning. We got the switch tip with Shanties before we shut it down this Monday morning. What you got for us, Shanties? I got the switch with Shanties where we make the switch from the streets to our godly seat. And our switch tip 143 is don't reintroduce yourself to it. The definition to reintroduce 
is bring into existence or affect again. The first verse that came to mind, I didn't even have to look anything up for this verse came to mind, was Proverbs 26.11, but in the message version, as a dog eats its own vomit, so fools recycle silliness. And I know we all know what recycle means, but I still pull the definition up. It's to return to a previous stage in a process or to use again. So as a dog eats his own vomit, so fools return to a previous stage in their silliness. And I don't know about y'all, but one of the things I hate to do is throw up. And sometimes you throw up because you're throwing up. It, it just gets crazy, it, for, especially if you drink. Especially if you're drinking. Like, it's just like this never-ending cycle of just like, ugh. And it's like, I'm going to go back to that. And not only am I going to go back to that, I choose to go back to that. So it's like me throwing up in a bucket and then saying, all right, I'm going to say this for later. And then going back to it. And, you know, I love these analogies and stuff that God has put in the Bible because, like, when you really break it down, that's another reason why I believe he has me go into definitions, even though it's like, I know what that word means. But it's like, when you really visualize these analogies a lot of the time, it's like, ill. Okay, and this is really what I'm not only doing, but what I'm choosing to do. And when we're talking about reintroducing ourselves, of course, when we give our lives to God, you know, we become a new creation. God starts to you know, his process of showing us the man or the woman he has originally created us to be and the habits we should have and shouldn't have and the traits and skills and abilities we didn't know we had in us that he brings out and a whole lot that we've been, you know, displaying. He's like, yeah, I'm going to need to burn that away forever and of our men. That's it. And it's like we have to make sure that we're not trying to go back to all of the people, places, and things, and even our own self. Before we start, you know, factoring in outside factors, even within ourselves, you know, that we're not going back to that old person that died when we got dipped into the water. Okay, Second Peter 2, 20 through 21, New Living Translation reads, and when people escape from the wickedness of the world by knowing our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and then get tangled up and enslaved by sin again, they are worse off than before. It would be better if they had never known the way to righteousness than to know it and reject the command they were given to live a holy life. And this reminds me of Luke eleven twenty six when Jesus was saying, you know, when a demon leaves, you know, someone's body and they find somewhere else to rest, but there's nowhere else that they can find to rest. And they come back, they say, let me go back to where I was. And they see that that body has been swept clean. They not only come back, but that demon brings seven other demons worse than him. So when we say, yes, Lord, and then we have our own ways, and here's where, you know, God has really been opening my eyes to more and more and more. It doesn't just mean leaving the church. It doesn't just mean cutting your, your church family off. It doesn't thing that we do that has us going backwards. We are then choosing to get tangled up and enslaved by sin all over again, and we will end up worse than before. Ephesians four seventeen through 20, New Living Translation reads, With the Lord's authority, I say this, live no longer as the Gentiles do, for they are hopelessly confused. Their minds are full of darkness. 
They wander far from the life God gives because they have closed their minds and hardened their hearts against him. They have no sense of shame. They live for lustful pleasure and eagerly practice every kind of impurity. But that isn't what you learned about Christ. Now ask yourself, are you reintroducing yourself to a person or people God has separated you from, whether he has separated you from them just for a certain amount of time or forever and men indefinitely. And I had someone say to me, you know, um, you know, I haven't spoken to you in a minute. It's been so long. And I'm like, bro, it's, it's been like two weeks. Stop. Okay. And, you know, I don't believe and I will say this probably and I ask God to catch me if I'm wrong. But I told him, I said, I don't believe God has said separate. Sometimes you need to hit that reset button. You hit that reset button. And you cannot, despite how we really try to make it this way and what we really want to believe, you can't reset with people, places, and things and still do what you normally do. So if I normally hang around you all the time, if I'm normally always at that place, or if I normally always do this thing, God is saying, okay, I'm not taking this away. I need you to do this differently and better. I can't say there needs to be some, some type and sort and time frame of separation. But you won't know that until you pull away. But if God has said forever and ever, amen, this is it, don't. And a lot of times God makes that excuse. Are you trying to now slowly reintroduce yourself to those people, places, and things? And I'm seeing a whole lot of that. And I'm asking God, please help me to be on point with that with myself because I don't want to be the one that's talking about people, but then now I'm chilling with them. Look a little slow. Okay. Now, what you should be reintroducing yourself to, but you should be putting back into effect. Jeremiah 6.16, New Living Translation, this is what the Lord says. Stop at the crossroads and look around. Ask for the old godly way and walk in it. Travel its path and you will find rest for your souls. But you reply, no, that's not the road we want. So the one thing that we should be reintroducing ourselves to when we notice in any way on any level that we are slowly taking steps back and falling back from God. We tell God blatantly or in our actions or trying to tell God to read between our lines. No, that's not the road we want. So we have to really make sure we're making the conscious decision of making the switch from reintroducing ourselves to things and allowing God to keep us separate from the people, places, and things that he does not want us around because he knows what would be beneficial or harmful for our life and our growth in him. Thank you, Pastor Steph. Thank you, Shantice. Thank you so much for those words of wisdom, and we pray you have a blessed day. Thank you, too. Thank you. Oh, our benediction. Our benediction is, oh, the depths of the riches and wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable are his judgments and how inscrutable his ways. For from him and through him and to him are all things. To him be glory forever. Amen. Romans 11.33, Romans 11.36. Mm, mm, mm. 
that was so befitting today. You know, I got to tell you, I got to tell you, I got to tell you. When I was listening to Pastor Jeff today, Uncle Jimmy was just in my head. My Uncle Jimmy was just in my head. Now, you know, I talk about my family like you people know who I'm talking about. Well, you know, catch on, just catch on, just catch on. Very wise man, you know, and I remember at his funeral service, there were several people that got up and said that Uncle Jimmy was like the father that they didn't have. And Uncle Jimmy is like the husband that you want. Now, Uncle Jimmy was not perfect because there's nobody in this world who is perfect. But Uncle Jimmy took care of Auntie Brenda. Man, oh man. And I remember a couple of young men said, I want to be like Uncle Jimmy. And I was listening to Pastor Jeff today and so proud of Pastor Jeff. I got to tell you, really, 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 because sometimes Pastor Jeff made me tremble a little bit. But just listening to him this morning was really, really, really um, a blessing to hear him this morning because it was a lot of wisdom that was coming through the 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 things he was saying and you know he was taking it from a godly standpoint and i think a lot of times you know what i hear you know it's not taken from a godly standpoint and this is a godly broadcast this this is a christian broadcast and god gives us a lot of latitude gives a lot of ability to be ourselves. He gives us a lot of ability to laugh and joke. But I, I really think that there are times when we miss the mark because we go personal. And when I brought the scenario to Pastor Jeff this morning where, you know, someone actually severed ties for that very conversation and when he answered I was like, wow, that that's like what I saw. And I think that was kind of like the first time Uncle Jimmy hit my brain this morning. And I was like, wow, you always knew that the needs of Auntie Brenda were just like in the forefront. You, he didn't have to say Steph, Mark, John, Damon, Cameron, Sheldon. He didn't have to say it. You just knew from his movement that the needs, that was his concern. He wanted to make sure she was taken care of. We didn't even know Auntie Brenda could drive until I was a teenager and saw her like we were went away somewhere. She was we were on the highway. She was pulling off and waving. We're like, well, wait a minute, what, who is that behind the wheel of a car? Because he always drove, and it never seemed as though there was some bullying going on. Like he always, you know, took over. It wasn't, that wasn't what we got. It was, you know, this is what he did with his heart. And I don't think men think enough of their wife's needs. So when Pastor Jeff texts me back and he put her needs, I was like, oh, I got to jump on this one. I can't wait. But at the back, at the same time, I 
was like, oh, Lord, please. You know, because you, you, you don't know. You don't, you don't know what, what comes out. Um, but it was a pleasure to listen to him this morning because I think that a lot of times we, we go personal. We don't go godly. And it's, it's, it's something that he said that I've said myself. You know, we have to live this thing. We have to eat this word of God to the point where we live it. Where when we answer, we don't answer from our personal point of view. When we respond, we don't respond from our personal point of view. We actually decrease so that the spirit of the Lord can increase so that the spirit of the Lord is actually who's answering. Not us. And a lot of times, especially, like I said, you know, we're, 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 we're airing in countries where women are just there to facilitate the need. It is not about my wife's need, like Pastor Jeff said. It's about what the man wants and needs first, and then she's just like an afterthought. And their daughters are thought of the same way. And God has us in these countries to help them make a shift, help turn the tide from the way they've been operating to the way God wants us to operate. And here's what I think I need to make sure you understand. When we get the geographic... um, Notification. This is where we're airing. These are the countries that we have consistent listeners in. This ain't nobody who listens one day and then they don't listen to us again and they pop up on the radar. This is consistent listeners. So what you're saying to me is that in these countries where these women are seen this way, there's somebody listening. Now, either they're the women who are listening and they are becoming liberated and educated, or they're the men who's listening, and they're becoming educated. So let's continue to do what God wants us to do so that others can listen and see what we're doing, and they become liberated and educated through the voice of the Lord. Using us. You've been listening to It's Due Time with Pastor Steph. Join us Monday through Friday from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. where we discuss matters of the heart, mind, and spirit. As you go through your day, please keep your mind on things that are above, not on things that are on the earth, because they will only serve as a distraction. Remember, prayer changes things. It's Pastor Steph signing off, and I want to thank my due time crew for coming through big time today. Thank you for hanging out with us. Please do not miss this opportunity to give Christ your life right now. Or if you've already given your life to the Lord, please strengthen that relationship with God right now because later is not promised to any of us. Until tomorrow, God spares our life where it's Let's Talk About It Tuesday Church Folk Day. I love you.